0: This podcast is brought to you by CATV, building community in the Upper Valley through media. Hello, I'm Amanda Rayfuse, and this is Spark, the Upper Valley's new arts and culture program here on CATV. We're hoping to spark your interest in the arts by hosting one-on-one conversations that explore the depth and variety of culture here in the Upper Valley. To the amazing people who create and those who administrate, the artists who educate and the generous patrons who donate, the audiences, students and consumers who enjoy and participate. Welcome to SPARK! Hello and welcome to season two of SPARK, CATV's arts and culture television show. We're back with a whole new set of extraordinary artists, arts leaders and educators to spark your interest in the cultural life of our community and to learn how they make our shared region an extraordinary place to live, work and play. Couple of new things this season. If you like to listen to this, you are gonna be able to because we are introducing a podcast And if you wanna learn more about or comment or share, or if there's a guest you'd love to see on Spark, we would love to hear from you. So we've got a new email address, but I'll tell you all about that at the end of the episode. Today, I am delighted to welcome to the show, Patricia Norton. And Patricia is an incredible choral director and a music innovator. So despite being told in first grade to mouth the words, Patricia has an ongoing love affair with choral music. She believes singing is a learnable skill and it's important to sing for fun and for wellness. She holds a BA from Middlebury College. She's studied with diverse artists such as Alice Parker, Judy Vinar, Bobby McFerrin, among others. And in the fall of 2012, she founded Juneberry Music Choral Singing School to help people get out of the shower and into the choir. Juneberry uh, merged with the Upper Valley Music Center in 2016. And Patricia now serves as the community chorus director and Juneberry choral program coordinator for the Upper Valley Music Center. Her learning programs draw on an eclectic variety of choral music to nourish, empower, and connect. In addition to UVMC, she was the choir director and organist at First Congregational Church in Thetford for 13 years, and she facilitates classes in literature and music with Osher at Dartmouth and the Vermont Humanities Council. She's performed with Full Circle, Vermont Chamber Artists, and the Handel Society. Patricia also has an incredible podcast called A Breath of Song that teaches us how to find wellness one song at a time through warm-ups, singing, conversations with songwriters, musicians, singers, and artists. Plus, each episode is paired with an original piece of artwork. So you can learn about that podcast at abreathofsong.com, which we will link to in the YouTube description of this episode. I'm excited to talk to Patricia today about how singing helps us to bolster courage, to be healthier as individuals and communities. And I'm excited to learn more about her innovative approach that she has taken to singing and to movement over the last two years, including new programs called Pocket Songs, Modal Muscle, and the new documentary that was recently released about her online collaboration, Zoomberry. Welcome to Spark, Patricia. I'm so delighted to get to speak with you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. And it's such
1: a generous introduction. It's wonderful.
0: The thing is, people say generous introductions. I'm like, I'm just, this is what, you, this is you. <laughs> this is everything. <laughs> you know, this is your this is your bio. This is what I found online about you. And uh, so there's no lies here. I just unplugged my computer. Um, so Patricia, first, I would love to talk to you about your I I love that story of somebody telling you in first grade, maybe you just mouth the words and your perseverance, despite that, of continuing a love affair with music. Can you just talk a little bit about why music was so important for you to hold on to in your life?
1: Yeah, that's a great question and not one that I've been asked very often. And I have to say that the perseverance, when I was thinking about it, it continued through high school when I didn't get into the you know the special choirs and college when I didn't get into the big choir that everybody gets into. And um, mm. so my singing voice took a long time to develop and it wasn't until my 30s that I started to learn that, oh, I could actually learn how to do this in a way that it wasn't just me who wanted to listen to it. Mm. And it's not that I got that much pleasure out of listening to it either, But I so loved songs, and and I remember as a kid, I was thinking around first grade, I was singing um, Oh Cinnamon, which, oh cinnamon, where you gonna run to? Oh cinnamon, where you gonna run to? But I thought it was about the cinnamon sugar that I put on my toast every morning. (laughs) So I sang, oh cinnamon, where you gonna run to? Oh cinnamon. In However I sang it. But I had a lot of lung trouble when I was a child. I had pneumonia and bronchitis and several times a year. I would miss many weeks of school mm. because of that. And I learned to breathe very shallowly. and so I, And so I started not liking what I heard when I sang. Because without the breath behind it, you lose a lot of your voice access. Yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wow, 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 wow. So, and did singing, um, well, this kind of goes into my next question, actually, that, that, you know, you believe that singing is a modality for a healthy life, physically and emotionally. Am, am I right in saying yes, that? Yes, absolutely. And, and and so does that, does that, is that one of the physical benefits that you found of singing is to improve that lung capacity and... Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I actually became a much better swimmer after I started singing, huh. um, and it's one of the things that studies show is that singing in, is an aerobic workout. It improves your lung capacity, your breath connection, it improves your heart activity. Um, many studies show that it boosts the immune system, um, and it also it increases your physical awareness of tension. Mm. And so you become aware of the need to release tension. And of course, anytime we release tension, we improve our long term health benefit. Right? Right. And there's also endorphin release. So when you sing, you release dopamine and you release oxytocin. And both of those chemicals make you feel good. And they reduce your stress levels. And they shift you out of fight flight response and into a calmer um, a parasympathetic nervous response. So one of the things, one of the ways that that happens is that when you sing, your in-breath is always shorter than your out-breath, right? Mm. It takes just less time. You breathe in and then you sing, oh, cinnamon, where you gonna run to? Oh, cinnamon, where you gonna run to? And the the in-breath is much shorter than the out-breath. That's one of the basic techniques that. Um, trauma therapists help you learn to calm your nervous system and step away from trauma
0: and there's also at least for me what I find with singing and I'm I'm not a great singer but I but I'm I'm happy to do it I like I love to do it but it's also it it it, it opens something up emotionally for me that doesn't happen otherwise and I um that I find myself getting choked up more with singing Mm -hmm. than just with speaking or reading lines or you know and i i wonder what that is about do you have any idea
1: <laughs> well you're not alone i can tell you that um i have my choir i always know when i touch my chorus when i see people tearing up mm. um and it's not hard to do when you're singing the the voice is such an intimate instrument it is your body and when we when we dislike our voices, it's sending ourselves a message that we don't like ourselves, our Mm. innate selves, human selves. And so I think that's one of the reasons that it was so powerful to me as somebody who has lived with um, treatment-resistant major depression. And um, life-threatening treatment-resistant major depression. And learning to love my voice and to hear my voice and accept my voice, was a huge opening and life changer. Wow! Um, into into being able to be kind to myself.
0: Wow! Wow! Yeah, and listening not just to your external voice, but that internal voice that's asking for, yeah, for things for and support I think
1: for help. When you sing, as you were saying, when you're singing yourself, you're vib- you're literally vibrating your body. Right. Right. And you're literally listening both with your inner ears, Your are th- with, it, it vibrates your bones in your ears differently when you sing, as opposed to when you listen to somebody else, mm. right? You hear literally differently because you listen to yourself inside as well as outside.
0: It's so fascinating. And I, as I think about it, I'm sort of connecting dots on, you know, why singing is so important in school age children, like young kids, mm-hmm. you know, it's always a thing where you have your, your kindergarten concert, your first grade concert. And, and then also how recently, um, and, and churches, how church groups, it's so important that that's a, you know, a a sort of spiritual connection. That's the, the mind, the body, and, and the spiritual connection. Um, and now in recent, obviously in the last 18 months, how, um, COVID has affected people's bodies and our sense of isolation Mm -hmm. uh, and how singing can be a a bridge, a a cure for both of those pieces. Do you think that that's accurate? or? or...
1: Absolutely. I was so surprised. You know, I went online and started leading rehearsals and then the Pocket Songs group in April. It was actually, I started online rehearsals in March of 2020, the week after we shut down. I just went right into it. And then in April I started the Pocket Songs group because I started thinking, well, rehearsing as a choir is not was not so rewarding online. Mm. But what else could we do? And I was not anticipating that it would we would experience the same kind of connection that we do in rehearsals because in rehearsals there are a gazillion stories that show that in-person choral communities when you're literally singing in the same room with each other your heartbeats sync up with each other there's this in, this entrainment of of heart and breath that happens so you feel like you're part of a group in a way that you don't get to experience other places right yeah. it's really magical and i was thinking well online you know that's not going to happen and what so I thought, well, I'll teach people these pocket songs, short songs that they can sing to themselves around the house or wherever as we wait till we can get back together. I was hugely surprised to to see the connection that people were creating on screen through Zoom. Um, like this fall, one of my singers, one of the people who sang pocket songs with me through most of last year and then stopped for a while, came back, she rejoined and she told me that her husband had had cancer, terminal cancer, and had been listening to her sing Sunday afternoons, sing pocket songs. And the night that he died, she sang pocket songs to him all night long. And then she um, and, and then she took a break for a while and then she came back because she said these songs were going to help her. They helped him die, literally, and they were going to help her learn how to live into her new life so that was such a powerful story for me and such a beautiful story but it's not all those huge powerful moments it's also lower intensity moments every week we sing to each other some um, a welcome song this term the welcome song includes um, you are so beautiful to me mm-hmm. and we look around at the screen and we're singing this to each other you are so beautiful to me and you realize that these other people on the screen who are muted because it of zoom and lag time so they're muted but they're singing to you you are so beautiful to me so there's there are these incredible connecting moments even on zoom yeah
0: yeah Yeah. Oh, God. Thank you for that. You know, you, you, I would love to actually, if it's, if it's uh, okay with, with you, we've got just a couple a a little clip from the Zoomberry movie, which if you wouldn't mind just talking for a moment about the process of creating that based on the online work that you've been doing over the last year. Um, But the, one of the clips that I was hoping to show is, um, is your, your, your Zumberry chorus singing uh, the Welsh song at the very oh, end. Oh, that's such a beautiful song. Yes. Yeah, really yeah.
1: extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, well, so so here I had started this pocket songs group, but my chorus was on hiatus. My Juneberry community chorus is 80 people when we went on pause. And I, I was thinking, well, how, what do I do now? You know, what what am I going to do? And I decided not to continue the chorus through Zoom, but I thought, what could we do through Zoom that's unique to what's possible in Zoom? And one of the things that was huge to me was the chance to work with other people further away than I usually can work with. Mm -hmm. So we connected with Claudia Rajanotto, who's a tap dancer, extraordinary body musician in New York City. And she came and worked with us on body percussion. We connected with Andrew Cusworth in Wales And this beautiful piece that he had written for chorus and their choir sang it, our choir sang it, and now he's working on creating a combined video of our choruses together, singing this song. Wonderful,
0: Um, wonderful. So we'll take just a moment to listen to that and watch that little clip. We're back. So um, that is absolutely beautiful, and and I found on one of your podcasts, uh, I think or I think it was in the description of one of your podcasts, where you you quote Miguel de Cervantes saying, "He who sings frightens away his ills." Yes, um, and that as a as a group, and especially in this kind of terrifying time over the past few years, what a gift to give to our community this ability to work together, to collaborate together. And to sing together in order to frighten away those ills, the ills of isolation and the physical ills. So thank you for that beautiful gift. Thank you. Um what what do you wish that everyone that everyone just knew about singing in a group um, or with someone else? You know, I think we all we all sing to maybe not all of us, but a lot of us sing in our cars or in showers or on, on our own. But why in particular? What, what, what would you love people to know about the positive effects of singing with a group?
1: Well, first, how much fun it is. Yeah. It's just a blast. You know, there is something about hearing your voice resonate with somebody else's voice, even if they're out of tune, even if they're kind of wonky and not completely in sync. That is just, it's just completely magical and it's fun. And it doesn't have to be perfect to be really rewarding. So your voice doesn't need to be the best thing. And in fact, one of the things my choir members often say to me, my chorus members will say to me is, yeah, I don't like to sing alone. Uh, In fact, it was one of the things that was challenging for people with pocket songs, because all of a sudden they were hearing their own voice alone in a room, singing with me and with my looper, but it was still, they could hear themselves much better than when they were in a group of, squadron of altos you know creating this huge sound together where one voice becomes a huge voice yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. and that's uh that is true that's hard i I, yeah singing you know singing a solo is a very different thing than singing with your cohort your (laughs) your section of the choir
1: yeah
0: much more vulnerable I would imagine people yeah. were finding is that what they meant by i don't like this do you felt it, it was more
1: vulnerable it was harder for them to sing because i think partly because they weren't getting the breaths that they get when they breathe together in a section and ooh, there's the breath it's harder to breathe when you're singing alone in front of your computer maybe your shoulders are a little mashed over you know you're folded in a little bit and maybe you're hearing your voice with a clarity that you're not used to Maybe you don't like it at first. You yeah. know, maybe you do. But but maybe you're not comfortable with it. And in pocket songs we sing songs that cover a full range of your voice. So maybe you squeak when you get up high. If you don't have, you know, all of your breath support under you and your full technique in place and all this sort of thing, maybe you back away from it and you end up with a squeak. And then you're kind of like, "Ooh. I didn't like that."
0: Right? Right. Right. So what, what what do you think is the, the one thing that you would say to people who say, oh, I don't like their I don't like my voice um, to get them to, oh, it's OK, just sing anyway.
1: Mm. It was huge to me to learn that it's a learnable skill, mm. that what your voice is made up of is a bunch of muscle techniques, the same way that when we shake hands with somebody when you when you're a child and a a, a two-year-old reaches out to shake your hand they don't always grab your hand right off right right it takes time for the body to learn how to locate somebody else's hand in space and how to hold the thumb up to, to make a link a linkage and our voices work the same way it takes time for us to learn that was huge for me that if there's something that i don't like about my voice then there's something that I can learn how to change.
0: Yeah, yeah. That you're not stuck with that aspect. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. I love that. So um, mentioned your podcast, which, like I said, is absolutely beautiful, and we'll I'll, I'll have you give all of the details on that. But beyond the, that incredible resource um, and and the classes that you teach and the the choral things that you um, that you lead. If you could tell our viewers and listeners just one thing they could do to start a group singing habit what would it be is there a okay yeah so are you
1: up for a game
0: yes 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 all right so
1: this is this is a game i like to call this a a what's behind the door game so what we're going to do is you and i are going to breathe together and then we're going to let our bodies pick a sound a single sound like an airplane at cruising altitude And we're just going to let the sound out at the same time and we're going to see what happens you know we might end up with sounds that are like and we might end up sound with something that sounds absolutely stunningly gorgeous or somewhere in between you know we'll see and then we'll open the door and we'll do door two and door three so we'll do three doors in a row and each time the important thing is you're not planning it you're just taking a breath and letting a sound out and then we're listening to hear what it sounds like together okay all right Uh it's just a game nothing beautiful this is not gorgeous this is not likely to sound perfect or beautiful okay here we go
0: We made music together.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So it's tricky on Zoom, right? It's tricky because your sound cuts out, my sound cuts out, it picks and so forth. But um, I've had incredible experiences working with improvising with people on Zoom, where we've made some really beautiful music, um, despite the lag. And I think when you're in person with somebody, what's fascinating about that game is when I do that in person with people, by the third breath, just letting our bodies choose, invariably, it sounds harmonically
0: satisfying.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our yeah. bodies want to sync up with each other.
0: It reminds me of, I, I'm a yoga practitioner and, and chanting Om at the end of a yoga class. Like the first one is all, everybody's kind of trying to match the teacher. And then you just, by the third one, it's just this very full sound in the room, usually. Yes. <laughs> yes yeah
1: yeah Yeah. your body wants to feel
0: good about what it sings right 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 well gosh patricia i feel like i could talk to you for hours and hours and i'm so grateful to you for the work that you're doing in the community and for you know didn't even get to talk to you about some of the percussive body movement that you incorporated into your work over this last year um but I, if you could just tell our folks a few of the ways that they could get involved with some of the work that you're doing, that would be great.
1: Oh, absolutely. So I am at the Upper Valley Music Center, which is uvmusic.org. And if you look for the Juneberry Choral Program, you'll see the things that I'm doing through there, the modal muscle class and the pocket songs. And pocket songs is a drop-in as well as a term-long thing. So people can come just on, on a whim this is a week Great. that I can make it. Let me come try it out. You can drop in and absolutely come register. You do have to register ahead of time to get the link and it's $15 for a drop-in. And my podcast, as you so ably pointed out, a abreathofsong.com, I am so excited. We just hit 3000 downloads hey. and um, we're in apparently the top 25% of podcasts.
0: Bravo. Who knew? That's awesome. <laughs> It's just
1: extraordinary to me.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. very exciting. And of course, people should watch the Zoomberry movie because it's it's great. And that also you can find on the Upper Valley Music Center's website. And we will post all of those links exactly. that Patricia just mentioned in the YouTube description of um, this episode. And so- I just
1: want to really quickly shout out the people who joined me in Zoomberry. There were 48 extraordinary courageous singers who took on body percussion and singing and it was just, they were just an extraordinary group of people to move through the pandemic with. I so
0: appreciated them. Well, and you you provided them from the people that I know that were in it with a great sense of community when they needed it most. Mm -hmm. So bravo for for that as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Patricia. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching Spark, the Upper Valley's arts and culture program here on CATV. Don't forget to subscribe to CATV's YouTube channel, where you can learn about each guest by visiting their websites, as mentioned, and uh, in the episode descriptions. And once again, you can visit CATV8.org to sign up for the email list, to find links to the podcast and YouTube channel, and you can connect with us by emailing spark at CATV8.org. Thank you so much for once again watching Spark. Thank you for listening to CATV Podcasts. If you found this episode interesting and would like to find more Upper Valley content at CATV, please visit our website at catv8.org. That is C-A-T-V, the number eight, dot org. You can find all of our podcasts under the Listen section on our homepage.